Hey, you know that feeling when you're just reliving a conversation over and over thinking, why did I say what I said? I mean, you have ADHD, right? You've never said too much, maybe said the wrong thing, picked the wrong time, dominated an entire conversation for an entire night without realizing it? No. Up next, all about verbal filters and ADHD, what to do about them, plus a fun new squirrel of the week. Hi, I'm David. Maybe something about my story will sound familiar to you. I was a business owner working in marketing who had somehow managed to make it all the way to my 40s before I discovered that the thing that was torpedoing my world was ADHD. So I went on a quest. I was looking for a coach and I found the amazing Dana Rayburn. I saw such dramatic results that I thought more people need a dose of Dana in their lives. And... The Kick Some ADHD podcast was born. Hey, Dana, you remember that dumb thing I said? My stupid mouth, that song? <laughs> yeah, I should have never mentioned this to you. <laughs> you shouldn't have mentioned it to me, David. You gotta know, you gotta watch out what you mentioned. It became my because theme soon song it be- a few weeks soon ago. Soon it became... Sorry, we're talking over each other. Oh my gosh! Oh, because we have we have ADHD mouths. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I regret ever mentioning this to you because now it's an episode title. <laughs> yes, it is an episode title, and you should you should ought to know that by now. I almost showed it on you. You ought to know that by now that you say something, and then I think, oh. We can make an episode around that. It's so true. No, it's actually, it doesn't bother me at all. It's just funny. Now it's just entertaining. But yeah, the the song is My Stupid Mouth by John Mayer, and it did become my theme song for a week or so, a few weeks back. And that, dear listener, led me to thinking about communication and ADHD and the havoc that our weak verbal filters cause weak verbal filters i love the way you verbal filters i hadn't seen i made that up today i haven't seen that phrase like that anywhere else. my verbal filter is a colander (laughs) (laughs) i was saying there are gaping holes often in our verbal filters yeah that let all kinds of things pour out of our mouths that would be better left unsaid or said in a different way or said in a smaller bite yeah or learning when to just leave well enough alone and STF, when? shut the front door. Let's go with that. So, yes, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I call it diarrhea of the mouth, constipation of the brain. Oh, that's very good, David. Yeah. When the, diarrhea of the mouth, constipation of the brain. Mm, been there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Been there, done that. So why do we do it, David? What do you think? Impulsivity 101, Dana. Excellent answer, David. You get an A All right. on this report. Well, at least that's what it says in the DSM 27 or whatever. We're still on five, right? DSM five. We're still on yeah. five. <laughs> yeah, impulsivity, self-regulation, self-esteem issues, Ooh, ouch. social skills. We got, a, we got distractions. We got a whole lot of stuff going on here that make it harder for us to have strong verbal filters. And even if we know that it would benefit us to shut up, there is this other piece that we talked about recently because we've been talking about boundaries a lot, but it's this thing that like what matters to the other person is somehow more important than what matters to me. And so like if they ask a particular probing question, depending on who they are, but like certain people, if they ask a particularly probing question, I'll just be like, how about I bare my soul right now? Instead of thinking, (laughs) 
You know, actually, it'd be better for all of us if I didn't reveal that. Thank you. <laughs> yes. 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 How honest, how much of too honest, how much honesty is too honest? Yes. Too much honesty. So, I mean, too not that honesty. I want to be deceptive and, and so forth. There's a time and a place, though, and I know we'll probably talk about this as we go. Yeah, I guess. And if we don't, you can bring it up. All right. Well, because I'll just yeah. let my stupid mouth run. Hey. <laughs> Hey, so we do want to become more in tune with our situation so we can start to align our behavior to better match the situation. And David, we don't want to lose who we are. We don't want to. No. I've tried this to to absolutely stifle who I am so I can fit better into a situation. It lasted. I did this when I worked in the corporate world and it lasted for a couple of days. I was going to say. And I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. I'm picturing like a water balloon just filling up, you know, filling up, filling up, poof. <laughs> well, the other thing that happened is people on my team, my coworkers were saying, hey, you know, what's going on? Are you, you okay? You, we kind of, yeah. no, it wasn't even that. It was, you're, we, you've lost something important in who you are. Yeah. And we don't want to lose the important part of who we are. Yeah. The entertainment value of what comes out of your <laughs> yeah, mouth randomly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because when you say that <laughs> stupid that, stuff, we all laugh and we miss that. No, I'm kidding. I'm sure that's but not. All, okay. No. Well, they probably did, but also the <laughs> the creativity and the spontaneity and the things that just made everything a little bit lighter. Yeah. 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 Those are good things, honestly. And they and they it's you know, it is good to be funny to insert humor into places and things and make the comment that, that some people are thinking, but maybe no one else is thinking but us. But you know, we we make those comments and, and that's I, I find that that is really beneficial in a lot of settings. In, it is. That comic relief is very, very important. Yeah, within reason, of course. And maybe, within reason. Maybe not at funerals and depending on the tone of the funeral, I guess. <laughs> depending on the tone of the funeral. Hey, I want my funeral to be a, a riot. Absolutely. Really fun. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. We want to blend the secret sauce of our personality into the situation so it is more appropriate. Okay. Appropriate is a good word. I like that. Appropriate. Yeah. Because having our weak verbal filters does cause problems. <laughs> He's laughing and not saying anything. Well, no, because I read I the next line on your on your oh. on the notes and I'm, <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to say it, Dana, because <laughs> cause it makes a bad impression in a new relationship. Uh-huh. Yeah, a little bit. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I mean, I feel compelled. My story is not the exact story in the song, okay? It wasn't like a date with someone brand new, and I, I didn't say something offensive. Because that's actually what John Mayer is writing about, apparently, in the song. Because she was offended, and so forth is the lyric. That's not exactly what happened. But nevertheless, I showed up to my friend's house later the day in the day, and I was like, well... I got a song request. We were swimming in their pool um, and they had music going. I'm like, I got a song request. And, and they said, oh yeah, what's that? I'm like, my stupid mouth by John Mayer. And my friend just, she looked at me and she goes, what did you say, David? What, what, what did you, <laughs> do? you do? They all stuff? knew exactly what I was talking about. And I'm like, yeah, well, I don't think I'm going to be seeing her for a while now. <laughs> oh my uh, we did get it sorted out though. And it wasn't exactly what I said, but anyway, it doesn't matter. The, 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 the yeah. point, is, the point is valid. And I did say something I would have preferred not to have said. It just didn't actually mean what everyone thought it meant. So anyway, <laughs> in my defense. 
In your defense. In your defense. Yeah. Yeah. Our weak verbal filters also cause drama. Mm. True. Which it did with you. It did. Yeah. It absolutely yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we don't learn about the other person, who they are, what they need, if we're the one that's always talking. Okay. Yeah. So that's if we're like over dominating a conversation. Which is part of the weak verbal filter. It's true. I mean, and I that is something I do pay a lot of attention to. And I think I'm I think that's one one that I'm more or less decent at. You're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Why thank you, Dana. Yeah. <laughs> it's your monitoring. <laughs> yes. And then we don't listen. We're so focused on what we want to say that we're not even listening to the other person. Or we're this is my favorite thing is well, one of them that I do with my husband is we're fake listening. Mm. I think I've mentioned that before is we're just totally tuned out and we're not listening at all, but we're pretending we're listening. That's not a verbal filter thing, though. It's no, a communication but thing. Yeah, but it is kind of because then when you say something afterward, it's a non sequitur, which is which is <laughs> yeah, which is absolutely a verbal filter issue. And it's caused by the same underlying. You know what? I, I ran across a, a, a term today that I'd never seen before. It was called fubbing. And how fubbing is harming marriage and, and, and domestic partner romantic relationships. It's spelled P H. Yeah, P H U B B I N G. It's phone snubbing. You know, oh, someone's at talking, but you're 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 on your phone, or you're doing, or maybe they're not talking, but you're just you're in the room together, and you're both on your phones, and you're snubbing each mm-hmm. other. You know, you're fubbing each other. Or wubbing, which would be fa- watch snubbing. Oh, you have a watch. See, I don't. I have my, my watch Apple is watch. Yeah, very much I old have school. To be yeah, careful at the dinner table because you're looking at your texts. No, 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 me. Who? No. Who? What? Huh? Wait, wait. Who? What? Yeah. yeah. No, that's good. Okay, so why do we need a ver- stronger verbal filter? I do. We, well, there's there's different ways. Actually, as I started writing this, we I really thought, oh, there's a lot to this. No wonder it's a problem. We need to learn what to say or not to say. Right. So, and what happens there, we're blurting things out with no thought to consequences or if it's appropriate to the situation, the setting, or the relationship. Oversharing personal details or someone else's personal details. Mm, mm, uh, mm. Yeah. Our children's deepest darkest secrets um if it's kind how will it land with the other person is it a good and and are we on topic or going down a goat trail a goat trail (laughs) (laughs) i don't think i've seen the goat trail before that's that's fun yeah i like that one it's the greatest of all time yeah yeah and then um because i really like goats i think goats have they should be our adhd mascots because they all have it Oh, well, okay. That's fun to Speaking think Speaking of going off topic. Um, sure. Yeah. And another thing we do is we dive into the drama or the negativity, and we tend to tell white lies. Ooh. Hyperbole. Hi- hyperbole. Hyperbole. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Ouch. What you- Ouch. I'm retracting my toes. That's okay. A little bit. We're no shame shower here, David. We're just talking it. We're just airing the laundry. Okay. I like it. I like it. Another area of of our our weak verbal filters is we don't know when to speak and when to stop talking. Right. 
interrupting other people. He's he is David. Don't go into this mode here on the podcast. You get to be yourself. I'm, no, I'm thinking about it. No, trust me. I'm I'm always myself on this. I was thinking about the fact that I was raised by someone with ADHD who did not know he had ADHD. His biggest pet peeve in the world, at the dinner table at least, was interrupting. If he was telling us something and you interrupted him, man, it just was, it was bad. So I got the interrupting stomped out of me pretty early. <laughs> I still do it if I'm because I'm excitable. That's my term for it. I'm excitable. Hey, so yeah. but it does happen. And but I've also I also had to learn that that rule of my dad's at the dinner table is not universally applied to everyone in the world, and so people are not. It, it took me a long time as a young adult to readjust to the fact that I couldn't just get mad at people for interrupting me. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Oh, like, I thought you were like the other way. No, yeah, yeah no. It was okay. like it was like, don't you know? This is the rule. You don't interrupt people. You know. So I may have harmed yep. a relationship or two along the way with that one. We'll talk a little bit more about situations and that too. Also, you know, when is it okay and when is it not? Yeah. Uh, people with ADHD talk too much, monopolize conversations. We talked about that. Wander off topic. Oh, we never do that on the podcast, do we? Never. Does not happen. One of the things that I do is answer for someone else. Yes. So someone will ask someone a question and I'll answer for them. I tend to finish people's sentences too. If, if, if if, you do finish their sentence. I was, yeah. I was trying to sandwiches. Do it. <laughs> finish their sandwiches. No. <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah. Because, because like if they're taking too long and you're, and the, the conversation is exciting, you just want to finish the sentence so you can like, you know, Move it along there, sister. It's not even that. I just think I know the answer. Well, that's that happens too. And that's, what, I guess, what you mean when you're answering for other people. You just, yeah. 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 That tends to, it used to get my husband and daughter very angry with me. So that is something that I have been working on. That's good. I Way to go, Dana. Yeah. Uh, another thing that gets us in trouble is modulating our intensity to match the situation. So as you said, we're excitable. We can come on really strong. We can come on like we're angry when we're not, or we speak too fast or volume. What do you volume volume? Yeah. Volume Volume. is a thing. I guess I'm just a loud person, Dana. I I have a set of lungs and I, I'm not afraid to use them. (laughs) Exactly. Public places even. Exactly. Yeah. I and I don't typically come across as angry unless I'm on Adderall, and then the intensity of that I feel okay. can come across that way, and I don't always recognize how I'm portraying myself to the world. But I definitely can come across as a goofball <laughs> at times when I need to maybe be a little more serious. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. I I would never do that. No. Um, <laughs> when I, I just had this memory when I was, I was probably 25 and my, one of my girlfriends and I went out to lunch and, um, she had ADHD too, though we, neither of us knew it, but I'm sure she's been diagnosed by now. Also, I haven't talked to her for years. Anyway, we were both talking and having this active conversation and waving our hands in the air as we do. And the waiter came up and said, Oh, that's so cool. Are you using ASL? You're both deaf, aren't you? You can't hear each other speak. (laughs) And Dana, you're not even Italian that I know of, right? right. No, not a drop. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, Prices. you know, the hands, it was really funny. Oh, that's great. I just had forgotten that. Anyhow, 
That is priceless. I like that. And remember, in all of these things when we're working on this, we do not want to lose who we are. I have one client who said the other day that she's decided not to talk at all because she talks too much and wanders off topic in business meetings. So she'll just sit there in a meeting and say nothing, which means... No one's getting your good ideas. No, yeah, you got to make your contribution. See, but that was the conclusion yeah. that John Mayer came to in the song, I'm never speaking up again is the chorus. That's literally what he says. <laughs> it only yeah. hurts me. Okay. He said, I'd rather be a mystery than her deserting me, I think is how the lyric goes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I'd rather be a mystery. I'd rather be a mystery than she's deserting me. Or The, I, I, the, yeah. the grammar of that line hasn't ever really sat properly with me, so I'm sure I'm misquoting it. But yeah, that, like I'm never speaking up, which you know is not true, because as soon as you say you're never speaking up again, you, you just know you're going to do it. Well, also in a business situation, if you never speak up, you're not going to get the promotion. You're not going to get recognized for anything. You're not, you know, it's not, um, it's not a recipe for success. I've noticed that you've stopped making contributions and we'd like to stop <laughs> paying your paycheck. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank yeah, you exactly. very much. And also another thing that I want people to realize is some of us are verbal processors. I don't know if we've ever talked about this before. Um, anyway, verbal processors. And what does that mean? It means that we have to talk to figure out what's going on. So to make sense of something, to process information, we have to speak. And I, I, I do process verbally sometimes, but when I am in my best place, I process on paper with like a journal. Yeah, but I and yeah, but but that I I'm with people at times that process out loud, and you have to realize if that's happening, that they don't necessarily mean what they're saying at all. <laughs> right, and the some of us are a little bit of a verbal processor. I do it a little bit, but my main way of processing is just thinking about things. Yeah, I do that a lot too. Yeah, yeah, and but a true true verbal processor, they're the ADHD person that just talks. And yeah. talks and talks. And I've had to learn on coaching, private coaching calls, also the Success Club too, is that they just need to talk in order to figure out what's going on. And so that I just sit there. Sometimes I'll just sit there and say hardly anything for quite a while while they're figuring it out and talking it out. But you do eventually help them become self-aware of the fact that they're... Oh, yeah. Okay. Thank you. No. But you also don't want to stifle... Who you are in your verbal and your processing skills. Well, that's true, but there's a time and a place to process things. I think, right? You know, mm -hmm. yes. Depending on where you are, it may it may be appropriate to find a different time and or setting, <laughs> and yes. group of people, perhaps, or therapist intent or, to process out loud with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Depending but on what it is, I mean, I'm, I'm, okay. yeah. right. Anyhow, that's that's you know so what's what we need to focus on. Okay, so that leads us to, you know, we always want suggestions and solutions. Of course. Absolutely. So how do we build stronger verbal filters? Well, I think we start with awareness, don't we, Dana? We do. Yeah. We do. But there's a lot to be aware of there that right. I hadn't thought about until I started working on this one. So much to be aware of. Absolutely. Yeah, and I did you, I mean, look at this list. I didn't, did you? but now I am. Okay, yeah. okay. So where is your, are your verbal, fil where is, are your verbal filter filters? Where is your verbal filter week? Okay, and so for each of this, this could be different. Yes. 
In my so case, some people overshare, some people overtalk, some people interrupt, some people are overly intense, some people are dramatic, some people are some of all of the above. Absolutely. And in the in the story I told earlier, it was just oversharing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then the other thing I realized, in s- what situations does it cause problems? Yeah, this is one of those uh, one of those things where you zoom out a little bit and re- reflect and go, okay, well, is there a pattern in client relationships or at work with coworkers or whatever, or is it, you know what I mean? Like we, we I don't know if maybe maybe people are going to instantly know, <laughs> but I don't know. I think we have to think about it I, because yeah. I never thought about it this way before. In some places, it is okay for us to overtalk. It's okay for us to interrupt. You and I, you and it's okay for us to interrupt each other all day yeah right yeah especially when we met up in person it was the most hilarious it was fun because we just interrupted and had a good time and neither of us were offended by the other one or whatever you know no nobody i don't know you know you don't even really notice maybe if you're listening to the podcast you know oh my god would they let each other talk but it's that that's and that's the nature. If you have an ADHD friend relationship, that's probably what you do. It's true, it, and that becomes so refreshing because you can actually let your guard down and 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 relax the filter a little bit. Yes. So this yeah, is yeah. So this it's is, not causing a problem there. Yeah. So we're not saying the filter has to be on all the time, just that it mm-hmm. needs to be appropriately deployed on a situational basis. Yeah, so notice your situations. Where does it cause problems? Is it at work, family, friends, strangers? I had a woman yesterday at, was at Walmart, and she I was walking by her in the aisle, and she stopped and told me for five minutes about her grandson's birthday party and the present she's buying him. I thought, this is really odd. Maybe I should have a business card to give her. <laughs> Dana, you're attracting <laughs> clients even in Walmart. They don't even know. They have no idea. Wait a second. Yeah. Whip out a bit. You know, I help people just like you, ma'am. Um, that's, ma'am, where is your verbal filter? That is so funny. Yeah. yeah. And so we don't, we just want to know when it's a situation that causes problems. And where is it okay? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And there are times and places where it is okay. And that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we've already we said other ADHD yes. people. Yeah. And there are people, there are, there are people that I just feel incredibly comfortable around in fact my stupid mouth story was with one of these people (laughs) Mm -hmm. and and so really the verbal filter was gone at that point and it turned out it probably needed to you know have a resurgence (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah that's that but that's so nice when you have people that you don't have to filter yes and and we want to be aware of it because we're not I don't want anyone to be in a situation where they think, oh, I should have my filter stronger, but it's a situation where they don't. We need to be able to just be us. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Not all the time, but in in, in many, many, many places. Inappropriate situations. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the other thing to think about, what makes your filter weaker? Tired. Definitely. you're tired. Alcohol or other substances on board. Oh, my. Mm. Uh, maybe if you're meeting a new person and there's some social anxiety there. Yeah, or just general nervousness. If you're, yep. Maybe you're at a conference or at a different environment where you suddenly feel nervous and then you, you know, talk 900 miles an hour. Right, right. Or you're angry. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
So those are things to think about when you're, those are the pieces of awareness that I came up with. Did I miss anything, David, that you can think of? I don't think so. So it's like, where is it weak? In what situations does it cause problems? Where is it okay? And then Mm -hmm. what causes it maybe, or where and when is it? What makes it worse? Yeah. Yeah. What makes the filter weaker? Okay. No, I think that generally covers it. Sure. I have an overriding question in all of this. Do filters get weaker or do the holes get bigger? And I didn't know how to say, is the hole bigger or hole smaller? We're sorry, but your filters <laughs> become clogged and it's time to replace. Yes, where is your filter clogged? Or does it just wear out and like a sponge, it just starts to let more through over time? I don't, I think we need to just revisit the filter from time to time and go, well, how is it, how is it doing? <laughs> How's that? How's that doing? How's that working for you? Does the filter need a little bit of debris on it to maybe so from just pouring out? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing is the awareness. The next thing is pick one or two things to work on at a time. Don't expect to do everything. True. And this is like all of our habit building and such. Is is you know just notice I'm working on one thing at a time. Yeah, we're not expecting perfection. We're expecting to improve in that area that we've put on the front burner here. Yeah. Build consistency slowly over time. Do, 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 you know? Yeah, definitely. And then another thing to do is kind of watch other people and follow their lead. Mm. I don't know. What do you think about that one? So you're kind of, I, what got me thinking about this is I was thinking about puppies and how, or cats and how the older puppy or cat teaches the younger ones how to behave. Yeah, sure. I like that too. I, I think maybe in, maybe this is cause I'm getting older in life, but I'm also at a place now where I feel like there are some, there are some guardrails that I can just keep up that I don't need to check in with somebody on. I'm just going to keep that puppy up that, that, that guardrail up and not, mm-hmm. and not deviate from it because I can actually lead in that area. But definitely, if it's a friendship or maybe a romantic relationship where you're trying to feel out how how comfortable can I really be, that's a great moment to follow the other person's lead <laughs> because you don't want to yeah. you don't want to push out too far ahead of where they're at in those situations. Yeah, okay. That's yeah. my theory. But I I'll, but okay. but there again, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like I've spent more of my life, Dana, trying to match other people's energy and and get into step with them than I have being myself. And so I don't know. This is one of those areas where I'm, eh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I need to like take another look. Well, it's, you know, and think about it. I was thinking if you're at a conference or you're at a networking event or something like that, and and no one else is just talking constantly. Yeah, it might you know, be other a clue. people are are saying something and then stopping and letting someone else talk. Yeah, and so on that note, Dana, one of the things that I learned to do years ago is if I realize I've just used a lot of words, I will stop and then ask a, a question. And I, especially if it's a one on one conversation, I'll I'll just ask something and and try to follow it up with some follow up questions till we get to something that they find interesting that they want to talk about because I don't. You know, I, that does happen where I'm like, oh, yeah, suddenly I realize I've used I've used all the words here for a while. So. Used all the words. Yeah. And so that just that awareness of that. Absolutely. Leads us to the next thing. Practice the art of the pause. Ooh, good. This is so important. All areas of ADHD, you know, take a breath before you speak. Is this okay to speak or not? How many words have I used? Just, you know, that's building into that awareness. Absolutely. 
And then if you're asking yourself whether something is okay to say, right? <laughs> you know, maybe having some some mental questions prepared. A friend of mine repeated this to me recently that they asked themselves, actually I think there were 3 and I don't I don't remember. I only remember two of them at the moment, but one was like is it kind? Is it true? And there was some flavor of does it need to be said or is it beneficial? That's the uh, rotary four-way test. Oh. The Rotarians have like this that. have a formula for this, I see. Oh, yes, they do. I don't know that they necessarily use it, but they um, have it. <laughs> they espouse is, it. Is it yeah. <laughs> was that kind or true? I don't know. Maybe I just violated the rotary four-way test. It's okay. Um, your filter is fine here, Dana. It's a safe space <laughs> for your filter to not function. <laughs> yeah, my, ro- my filter didn't fit well when I was in Rotary Club. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, I just, I, I can't remember all the pieces of the four-way test, but it's that kind of thing. Is it kind? Is it true? Does it benefit all concerned? And there's something else. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know there was a... There He's was a, looking that up now. Is, it, is it the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? Will it b- build goodwill and better friendships? Will it be beneficial to all concerned? Good to know. Thank you, Rotary, for writing that down. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you, Google. But now we just have to remember it. Um yeah, so that pause, taking the pause, a breath, a couple of seconds before you speak can be our friend. Absolutely. I like that. And David, another thing along with practicing the art of our pause is thinking ahead. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Imagine that skill. While so, also listening though. <laughs> yeah. Well, per- you can do you can do this without Okay. We I think our brains are really good at being able to do this oh, while yeah. listening. I think so. I've noticed that I've gotten so often, not all the time, but often I can be do these things and listen to the other person at the same time. Yeah, you're not fully disengaging your listening brain. No. You're not thinking about what you're going to say instead of listening. You're just taking a second to also think about what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. So what things to think about? What information is okay to share about yourself? Oh boy, that's a that's a really important. There are things that just don't need to be disclosed. They don't need and and what I like to think of, what I'd like to see this on social media. Oh, that's a great test for yourself. That's a good mm-hmm. lit, litmus test. But I want yeah. the entire world to have run across this information because someone posted right. it about me on on social. Because if you tell someone something you don't know, if they're going to tell it to someone else. And you also don't know if it's beneficial to the relationship in a way that, you know, I think a lot about, uh, about leadership and be, being a person of value and influence. And you lose credibility and the ability to influence people in a positive way if mm-hmm. you have shared things about yourself. And, and there are times when it's, when it's really important to be vulnerable. I don't, that's not what I mean. I just mean that until you know kind of how they're going to react to it, mm, there are things to just maybe just hang on to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then another thing is what information is okay to share about other people? Not much. Well, it's avoiding the gossip. So it's knowing the difference between what's an update about someone and what's gossip. Yeah, I just generally don't talk about other people unless well, they're... you know, someone... So if I asked you or you asked me, so how's your kid? Sure. Well, you're my you know, you're my like, ADHD oh, coach, Dana. I'm going to reveal things to you I wouldn't tell other people. Yeah, That's true. but I but if some if so if someone else said so, how's your daughter? Oh, she's she's doing well. This is what's going on. She's finishing college, going to Thailand and India. You know, this stuff. Uh, 
boom, that that's enough. It's sort of the the news headline update. It's not going into the hey, some the guy details. broke her heart, and I'm making this up by the way, and and right. and and she also has a terrible drug addiction, and yeah, again, you know, like, she's struggling with such and such and such and such yeah, and such yeah. and such. So it's so would I want her to see her information on social media that I have blurted? Yeah, out? not too much. And then another thing in this one is if you know people, some people you know can keep secrets, some people cannot keep secrets. So, you know, be aware of what's what this what people will do with your information. That is so true. Who is trustworthy and who is not? And and are they just, you know, the sort of people that can even handle it? Even if you're not worried about them revealing it, can they actually handle this information? Maybe not. Right. Exactly. You know, what are some I know. Some people that I love dearly, they get everything just gets blown out of proportion. It becomes a deal. Mm-hmm. And it, so it's best not sharing things. Yeah, absolutely. Or they assume if you've, I've been in situations where I'm with someone who just always finds the most negative and mm-hmm. ill intentioned possible interpretation of a word or an action. Yep. And that's not somebody you want to say too much in front of. Mm-mm. Nope. They're, they're looking for it. There's that's that's where they're getting their jollies is finding the, finding the thing to light the fuse. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of that is just, you know, grow living sure. and adding years to your life and realizing it, but we need, we just got to say this stuff. So anyway, thinking ahead, who you're talking to, what's okay to share, about yourself, what's okay to share about other people, you know, what are they going to do with you, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And then, David, yes, what ma'am. do you do when you goof up? Oh, boy. I I usually find a place to hole up and feel sorry for myself. And <laughs> No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you look, if, if it's, if it's something I'm aware of in the moment, I will just apologize on the spot. Like, Hey, I just realized I've been dominating this conversation and I, you know, I apologize. That's just not very polite, whatever. That's something I have done. Good. Or, oh my gosh, you know, I just said something inappropriate or whatever, but I blurted out. Yeah. And a good apology is priceless. Yeah, that's true. As long as we're not doing it too much. And I do feel like right. because we tend to be sensitive to this, mm-hmm. we might be the sort that over-apologize. Yes, apologizing all the time. So you want well-placed apologies. You don't want to apologize after opening your mouth every time you open your mouth. Yeah. And we also want to guard against our rejection sensitivity. Oh, boy. Making it, as you said, making it about us, you know, going off and hiding. Nah. Yeah. And also, you know, this is where awareness can bite us because mm-hmm. there's a pattern recognition engine in my brain that is particularly aware of moments where maybe maybe people have stopped talking to me. Maybe they maybe they're avoiding me or maybe you know what I mean? And and a lot of times it's just not true at all. They're not even thinking about me. I mean, right. it's not that they have decided that I'm an idiot, but there's that, that's rejection sensitivity filter is really a brutal one. I have to question the reality of that sucker all the time. Yep. We got to keep an eyeball on that one. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. 
bottom line, the reason we want to guard against our stupid mouths and have better verbal filters is to build relationships, to communicate who we are, what we need, what find out what other people need, but to have relationships. And quality ones, especially yeah. ones that matter and are, are important to us, whether they're coworkers or clients or business relationships or personal ones, our family, friends, partners, people we might be dating, <laughs> whatever the case yes. may be. Yes, exactly, David, exactly. So there is a reason behind this other than just to make ourselves more self-conscious about something. Well, that's true. Yeah, we're not asking ourselves to be more self-conscious. No. Self-aware. Already so. Awareness. Self-aware. Yes, that's good. Awareness. A different different animal. Okay, that's what I got, David. I like it. Let me see if there are any squirrels around here, Dana. The Squirrel of the Week! Okay, so I love this one. Okay. I got this one. The Success Club um, a few weeks ago. And... One of the women who's been through, oh my gosh, six years, yay, and we're about to start year eight. Hey. Um, anyway, she's doing really well, and she she said, okay, part of what I've realized is when I get that impulsive idea and that exciting thing, I'm going to stop doing everything else and do this thing, she says, here's what I do. I plan the thing, I get excited about it, I do some research on it, I plan it like I'm going to do it, all with the realization that I'm not. Okay. Because what I do is say, okay, I've got the the, the wild-ass idea, and I'm, oh, but no, Dana, you can't even think about that because you can't do it, and da-da-da-da-da. So I shut it down before I even get to the exciting, fun part oh, of it. Oh, I see what you're saying. So this, you see what I'm Yeah, so she, I mean, gets the, the, she gets the joy of like exploring the whole idea and experiencing all of that without doing it. Yeah. Okay, so it's like don't don't necessarily hammer the the like slam the door on your brilliant idea that have fun might with it. not be so brilliant in hindsight, but <laughs> have fun with it. Enjoy it because the the fun of these wild ideas is that is the planning and the excitement and all of that stuff and okay. And going into it with the idea that hey, just because I think up something doesn't mean I even have to have any expectation of doing it. Well, okay. So I like this because then we don't should on ourselves about the thing. Right. right? Because early on, we might just go, well, I shouldn't do that. Or obviously, like, I can't permit myself to indulge that whole. I like this, Dana. I like this. I thought you might. I really like it, too, because I realize what I do when I get the wild ideas, as I said, is I just shut it down. You're not even allowed to think of that, Dana. Yeah. You can't even think about that because you know you can't do it and you're not going to do it. You'll, you'd start and then not finish it, finish. whatever. Yeah, and, and and that's what I was about to say. It's, it's always, it's, well, not always, but often for me, that would be accompanied by some, yeah, you know better than yeah, that. Here you, you go know, again. You're an look idiot. At you. Yeah, look. In fact, I, I was journaling just the other day and my pattern recognition engine was feeding me my self-talk that I, I just, frankly, was glad I was aware of it but but my my pattern recognition was spitting out messages like hey you break stuff you neglect them things things and stuff and things you allow them to get damaged and otherwise leave a trail of wreckage and loss that was the that's right out of my journal by the way that's that was that was something that I noticed the other day and I'm like you know I've got to figure out that is it was awareness for me in that moment it was I've got to figure out okay that is a message that's running so now that i'm aware of it i can spot it 
not that I hadn't been aware of it ever before, but you know what I'm saying? So, so that's mm-hmm. something I can start to shift, but I like this because it gives us a way to start to shift it in something that doesn't hurt it or hurt anybody. Yeah, I mean, sure. You invest some time and energy. And yeah. But, and I'm not saying drop everything you're doing. And she wasn't saying I drop everything I do to, you know, go and yeah, you know, do all of this. So it's putting some constraints on it. Right. But, but at least giving yourself permission at an appropriate time and place to go ahead and just imagine the whole thing and have fun with it. Get the dopamine hit from it. Get yeah. the joy out of it because it's fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And, but don't, but do it wisely, awarely, and you just are having fun with it without any expectation that you're going to do it. All right. I like that, Dana. I appreciate this squirrel. That's a fun one. I hadn't thought about that before. Excellent. I like it. I liked it too. Yeah. What about you, dear listener? Do you have a squirrel for us? We're going to skip listener mail for the sake of time today, but we are excited to hear from you. If you have an idea, a thought, a squirrel for us, or if you have feedbacks, comments, feedbacks, I don't know what feedbacks are, but if you have things you want to share. <laughs> Backs we, on your feed? Yeah, sure. And uh, you have a comment, a question, a cry of outrage, or a topic idea, whatever, just shoot us a note. You can email us, hello at kicksomeadhd.com. And if you want your comment read or listened or played, I should say, on the show, just record us an audio file on your phone's audio recorder. Attach it to an email. Hello at kicksomeadhd.com. You never know. You, you never know. And yeah. And um, David, I want to add something really quick in here. The Success Club is starting yes. its eighth and final season final. on September 12th. Yeah, baby. Whoa, it's the final. last time. It's the last time. Okay. Well, that yeah, that's gives the me plan. pause. That's the plan. Okay. Yep. So the last and final season on September 12th. And we, um, if you want to learn how to better manage your ADHD, make life easier and more joyful, check out DanaRayburn.com and you will find all the deets. Very good. And I highly recommend it. And if you're listening to this at some point after September, because you're listening to older episodes, as long as it's still 2023, 20, go to DanaRayburn.com anyway, get signed up because you don't have to start at the very beginning if you're not listening on schedule. However, if you are listening in real time, don't hesitate. Do it right now. Go sign up for an email thing, download some stuff, and Dana will make sure you get an invitation to uh, get yeah. started on time. Yep. So, yeah. So, if you just subscribe to the newsletter, with the, do what the pop-up says. And Absolutely. You'll get all There's the information. There's always an offer there. And a, and a discount. Yes. There you yeah. go. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Dana. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome, David. Thanks, everybody. Go out, kick your ADHD to the curb, baby, and have a great rest of your week. Cheers. So, what do you think? Is Kick Some ADHD making a difference in your life? If so, join the movement. Help Dana and me help more people. Just share Kick Some ADHD with your people and leave a rating and review in your podcast app. It does help us spread the word that living with ADHD doesn't have to be so hard. 